Once you know the basics of how to build a speech, when you know how to use descriptive language in storytelling, vocal variety, and body language, then it's time to start building your speech skills into stronger, more effective speeches. How do you do that? Are you interested in public speaking or leadership skills? Then Toastmasters is for you. Welcome to Toastmasters 101, a podcast about Pathways, the education program of Toastmasters International. I'm your host, Kim Cradgy. There are three speech projects in Level 3 that will help you develop your speech style by challenging you. Now, what's your speech style? I think that one of the most interesting speeches that I can listen to somebody give is the icebreaker. Yes, we've talked about the icebreaker in a previous episode. That would be Toastmasters101.net slash icebreaker. But what's really cool about it is hearing the individual stories, the reasons people came to Toastmasters, what were their motivations, and you get to get a glimmer of their style. I suspect if we recorded everybody's first icebreaker speech, we'd see hints of what they're going to become. Style is as unique as fingerprints. It's written into the DNA of our personality. I might see someone use a speech technique that absolutely blows me away and I want to use it, but it won't be mine until I do it. And then it's very likely that my take on it won't be exactly like the original, and that's good. You do you. Nobody else will do it better. These three speech projects we're talking about today are a lot about your style. And what's more obvious than your sense of humor? What makes you laugh? What makes me laugh? Will it make me laugh if you laugh at it? You can't be sure about that. One's sense of humor is pretty specialized. On top of that, these days jokes can be dangerous. What was acceptable at one time becomes a trap a few years later or even a few months later or a few weeks later. Just ask Kevin Hart. He's a comedian who was asked to host a prestigious awards show until somebody tracked down his Twitter feed from years ago and the opportunity disappeared. This may make some people skittish to use humor, but don't let them stop you. Nothing makes people want to listen more than to be entertained. Comedy isn't going away. It may be under fire, and, but as long as we have tongues to speak and we're going to tell funny stories and probably mock a few people in the process, even if it's just ourselves. Tonight, I'm going to my Toastmasters meeting and I'm going to tell a horrifyingly funny story about myself. So I went to the Know Your Sense of Humor project. That's one of the perks of finishing a level. You can go back and look. And I went through this training. This is what the checklist says for the project. The purpose of this project is to begin to develop a collection of humorous stories and present a speech that includes humor. Give a five to seven minute speech on the topic of your choosing. Your speech should include at least one anecdote or story intended to entertain or bring humor into your presentation. My entire speech is a single story, so I guess I'm fulfilling the criteria. 
Will I add this to my collection of humorous stories? Oh, you better believe I'm going to. It's all about building speech skills and using humor to do it, right? That's my style. This project is the start of a journey. Hopefully it's a funny one. Deliver Social Speeches is a project that probably addresses a significant number of members in Toastmasters. I think that the wedding toast is a big driver for many fathers to join Toastmasters as they look ahead to this very emotional moment. Nobody looks forward to giving a eulogy, but it must be done. Social speeches are fraught with danger. These are emotional moments when tears are close and our voice closes up and our brains shut down. To be able to gracefully handle these speeches takes a bit of know-how. My friend Terry frequently gives speeches about his family or his customers that make him choke up. His challenge is to find the balance in his presentation between his message and his emotions, or maybe to find a way to incorporate that moment into his speech. Whether it's a wedding toast, a eulogy, an award, or a speech praising someone, Emotions are usually part of this dynamic. Good vocal variety and a good stiff upper lip are required. When I'm giving these speeches, I find myself stepping back and trying to focus on the mechanics of giving the speech rather than the speech topic itself. Now there's a challenge. Disengaging while sounding engaged, that's tricky. But I find it gives me the ability to deliver the speech without stealing the emotion from the audience with my big emotional response. Have you noticed that's true? If the speaker is getting highly emotional, the audience either is embarrassed for that person or they just don't have the same reaction. That's stealing the emotion from the audience. That's something we don't want to do. One thing you need to know about this project. There are two required speeches, not one. You're going to be asked to give two short social speeches and be evaluated on both. You don't give both at the same meeting, and you don't have to have the same evaluator for both as we're encouraged to do in Level 1, Project 2. Let me tell you about a man. He told me this story that he had joined Toastmasters because his company told him he had to join the corporate club. He said he was so shy that most of his coworkers had rarely heard him speak. After a year in Toastmasters, he had changed significantly so much so that he was able to deliver his stepfather's eulogy. This is the story of so many people in Toastmasters. They come to us for one thing and leave with the skills to face the challenges in their lives. We need to remember that and invite more people to join us. Did that sound inspirational? That was supposed to sound inspirational because the last project I want to talk about is Inspire Your Audience. Let's think back. Why did you join Toastmasters? Was it to build your speech skills? To share your message? Probably 90% of the people in Toastmasters are there for that exact reason. You have something to say to the world. You want to inspire people to act. Is inspiration the same as persuasion? Technically, persuasion might be the step before inspiration if inspiration results in action. In inspirational speeches, your task is to build up your speech skills to a new level. You've got a lot to put together. 
all of the essential speech skills we talked about in episode 18, plus rhetorical art development such as repetition and logic and audience engagement with humor and personal stories, that's a lot. Inspirational speech is probably the pinnacle of public speaking. You can learn all the ingredients, but the techniques of putting them together really aren't scientific. It's an art. You build your speaking style, which will shape that inspirational speech. In a club meeting, when we're giving our speeches or we're listening to others, the power of the inspirational speech is somewhat less than powerful. Toastmasters are there to hear a speech, not necessarily yours. We have a clinical perspective because we are trained to be evaluators in this location at this time in the club meeting. Frankly, we count filler words more than we absorb messages. This is why I think it's important to listen to some of the great speeches of the past and glean from them what we can. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s immortal speech, I Have a Dream, or John Kennedy's inaugural address are so very worth the time to break down and analyze. I have links to both of these in the show notes. It's worth your time to pay attention to them. But your fellow Toastmasters are still tremendous assets to you as you build your speech skills and your speech style. If I believe this, and I do, as a Toastmaster, whether or not I'm a mentor to this particular new member, I have to teach these skills to that new member from the moment they walk into the door. How do I do that? I will demonstrate these skills. My presentations are not going to be perfect, but anyone in that room is going to hear my vocal variety and they're going to see my body language and they're going to feel the emotions I put into my stories and my speeches emotion. I'm going to evaluate other speakers and try to help them to develop the skills that they lack. If I see a new member in the club who needs to stop doing something before it becomes a habit, I need to say that to them. That's my obligation to my club and to my fellow Toastmasters. In our next podcast, we're going to talk about a few more of the level three electives. Can you focus on the positive and connect with your audience when you deliver speeches? Sure you can. Thanks for joining us today on the Toastmasters 101 podcast. If you like us, you can subscribe using your favorite podcast player or by going to our website subscription page at toastmasters101.net slash subscribe. Tell other Toastmasters. Use it to inform people about what they can expect and how Pathways can help them. If you've got a specific question about anything we've covered or a comment you want to make, leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Today's podcast music is from Incompetech.com. Toastmasters 101 Podcast is a podcast production of Toastmasters District 10.